Good morning. My name is Randy Wade, and this is the Jailhouse Lawyer. This is my third episode. I am extremely proud that I have made it to three episodes. Uh, I didn't even know that I would make it past one. Uh, The funny thing is, though, I have a closet that has a nice computer in it. It has a very nice microphone, and it has an expensive interface in there, and I'm not using it. I'm recording this podcast on my phone. (laughs) using my phone's speaker, microphone, combination, whatever. (laughs) I need to take my ass out there and learn how to use that to give you a better quality product. I just have not had the time. Uh, But thank you for sticking it out. Thank you for listening. Um, Here's the thing. Let me tell you something, okay? In this episode, we're going to talk about plea bargains and public defenders. They go hand in hand. Um, I personally believe in the plea bargain process, especially if you're guilty. Uh, I don't think you're, if you're innocent, I don't think you should take a plea bargain. And if you're a first time offender on a low level crime, I don't think you should take a plea bargain. Uh, but we'll get to that. Anyways, uh, let's start right off by the public defender. Okay. The public defender here, I'm sure maybe some of them are good lawyers and I, you know, I'm, I don't want to throw a, a wet blanket on all public defenders, but the thing about public defenders are they're overworked. They have too many clients. They work too many hours, and they don't have the resources to defend your ass. Okay, so think about that when your public defender shows up at nine o'clock at night, and you're pissed off because you thought they were going to be there at three. Okay. You're lucky your public defender's there. And the fact that they're at, they're at 9 at night tells you they're fucking busy. Okay, You might be client number 86 out of 100. Who knows? So cut your public defender some slack. right? Don't be uh, that guy that's an asshole. Don't have attitude. right? When your public defender comes, be polite. Um, when my public defender comes, I always say, Hey, man, thank you for coming. I know you're busy. I know that you... Uh, have a lot of other clients, so thank you for coming to see me. But that first visit, I don't talk to them. The only thing I say to them is the thank you for coming. I know you're busy. I say, I would like a copy of my discovery. And they'll say, okay, sure. And they'll pull their pen out. They'll get ready. They'll write copy of discovery. And then they'll want to ask you questions. You'll be like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to waste your time here. Uh, however, Uh, I would like to read my discovery before I talk to you. That's always going to blow their mind. And they're not going to like it, right? Because remember I told you that they were swamped for time, right? They want to get to the bottom of this thing as fast as they can. But the reason you don't talk to them until you read your discovery is you want to make sure that your story (coughs) lines up with the police's story. (coughs) Excuse me. But the police are just out of context, You want your public defender to believe that you're innocent, okay? If your public defender believes that you're innocent, they will fight for you. If they believe that you're guilty, they're just going to railroad you right on in, right? They're going to say, you know, let's get this guy out of here. They're going to get you a deal, you know, probably something that you don't want, and you're going to go to the penitentiary. But if they believe you're innocent, they'll fight for you harder. And the harder your public defender fights for you, the better your deal's going to be. 
Excuse me, I got a little coffee in my French vanilla here. <laughs> okay, so it's early. It's like four in the morning. So, okay, so now some states, understand that some states are not discovery states, okay? They're not going to allow you to have your discovery, but you're going to be allowed to view your discovery while you're talking to your public defender. Take notes. Ask questions. Don't ask your public defender questions. Ask questions on your notepad. After you read your discovery, if you had to read it in front of your public defender, say, hey, thank you. I'd like to take a little time to mull this over. Can we schedule an appointment? When when do you have available next? Chances are they're not going to know, but if they do, it's usually going to be about two or three weeks out. Okay. Now, you have a fast and speedy, which is usually 90 days. I don't know what it is every place in the country, but every place that I've ever been, it's been 90 days. You're going to want to waive your fast and speedy. And your public defender might be like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't want to waive it. We don't want to waive it. You're probably going to want to waive it. Okay? I waive my fast and speedies always so I can really fight my case. I don't want to be rushed through the court system. Okay, and they was like, well, you know, they might not have time to. So if they don't have time to fight your kid, blah blah blah, and you know that might be sound legal advice. However, it's not for me. I want to fight my case. I want to fight every piece of my case. I want to file motion after motion after motion. I want to be such a big pain in the ass to the district attorney that he's just like, man, what does this guy want? How much time? What? And I always start low. What do you want? I don't want probation. <laughs> That's not going to happen for you, right? So I always, you know, start low, probation, you know, I'll t- take a year and a day, et cetera, et cetera, right? Start low, they'll come high, and you guys will meet somewhere your sweet spot. The thing is, you want to know what they got on you, right? So you could prepare your defense, Right, your public defender is responsible for preparing your defense, but you are responsible for giving the def- the story to your public defender so they can prepare your defense. So, my advice to you is never speak to your public defender until after you read the discovery. <laughs> Sound advice, and uh, I've been using it for for a while i know a couple of other people that do it and uh, i actually heard a friend of mine say he does it and that blew my mind because honestly until him i thought i was the only person that did that you know i thought i was uh, i thought i was the only legal genius in the world and truth be told i'm not uh i'm not really all that uh, inclined to believe that public defenders are actually there to defend your best interest, especially if you think you're guilty. If they think you're innocent, they'll fight their ass off for you. But if you're just a fucking old con and this is your fifth time down, chances are they're going to walk in and be like, hey, how much time are you trying to get? <laughs> Let's just cut to the bullshit. And I respect that too. But when my public defender comes in, it's my job to let them know that we're going to fight. And don't worry. Uh, I'm going to do most of my own fighting. All I need you to do is stand up in court for me. All I need you to do is file these motions, review these motions, um, and if you want, help me out. Um, I've had some public defenders that didn't appreciate that, right? And I've had some that did. I had one public defender be like, all right, well, what are you looking at? Like, how much time do you want to do? And I was like, well, obviously, Karen. (laughs) Well, how did Karen get such a bad name, by the way? Like... 
How the fuck did Karen end up with such a negative connotation? Anyways, it's like, all right, Karen, well, obviously, I don't want to do any time. But, uh, based on this case, the presumptive sentence on this case will say PCSDCS, possession of controlled substance, distribution of controlled substance. Uh, we'll say the presumptive sentence on that. I think, I think it's 18 months for me per charge. I, I don't know. And they would have to run them concurrent because they're the same. The only way that they could run them consecutive is if they were at different times where they caused qualitatively different harm. Um, but yeah, so presumptive sentences say is 18 months. But let's say I also had a felon in possession of uh, a firearm, which is could go to you could go to the feds for that shit. But five years here in Oregon with a PCS DCS and a felon in possession. You know, I've seen people get 18 months for felon in possession, and I've seen people get a decade for that shit. So, uh, you tell them, I would say, okay, there's 18 months for the felon in or 18 months for the PCS DCS, and then 60 months for the felon in possession. That's 78 months. Tell them that I'll take 42 months. They're gonna say fuck no. You're gonna end up with at least five. Right? But you're prepared for five. So that's where you go. You say, look, if, if you can get me 42 months, I'll sign and leave right now. Other than that, let's get ready to fight. So anyways, enough of that. So here, here's how this is going to work. You and your public defender are very seldom going to see each other. Okay, but when you do see each other, you got to make sure they get the most out of your time. So be in your cell writing questions down have a whole list have a have your conversation planned out because your public defender just left somebody else and has to see somebody else after you right you're number 89 90 92 on a 200 man caseload okay so you're not special have your time organized you have 36 questions that need to be answered you have this 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 that needs to be done and your public defender will do it. I mean, they'll appreciate the fact that you're organized. Trust me. Okay. So, let me tell you a story about a public defender. And they go both ways. I'll tell you two stories. Okay. Uh, when I was a puppy, I told you guys about the, the burglary that I didn't do, that I did. I, did, right? I went to prison for. Right? My public defender came in. And he I hadn't seen his ass since the arraignment. And he came in in a hurry. And I'm sitting there, and uh, he comes in and he slams all his books down. Boom. With a big, I mean, I mean, he made a production of this shit, right? And he was just busy and tired. And he was like, I've been fighting for you, kid. I've been fighting for you. <laughs> and I looked at him. The first thing I said to him, I said, when are you going to get me out of here? And he stopped. And he looked me dead in my eyes. And he said, get you out of here, kid. These are serious charges. <laughs> And then he opens up the same fucking book that shows me that the maximum sentence I get is 20 years. And it's like, you're looking at 20 years. <laughs> First time offender, a teenager with a bird one that was a house party. I'm looking at probation. But this cocksucker scared me. It's like 20 years. He's like, you're looking at 20 years. And I was like, but... Jailhouse lawyer. Jailhouse lawyer said that I was. He's like, you want to believe them, quacks kid? He's in there with you. What does he know? If he was so good at the law, why is he still in there? And that fucker had a point. I was like, for real? Why is this old guy in there? 
And then I, he was like, kid. And he showed me. Showed me the statue. He's like, there's 20 years in prison. I'm like, I'm ready to start crying. I almost threw up. I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to prison for 20 years. And then he flips the script on me. He was like, listen, kid. I'm a trial hound. And I'm damn good. I mean, I swear to God, his whole voice changed. It's like, and I'm damn good. And you better believe your fucking ass when I tell you that that district attorney don't want no piece of me in court. So you just give me the word, kid, and I'll tell him to take this deal and shove it right up his fucking ass and we'll go to trial. My first thought was, deal? What deal? Hey, I got a deal? Now, remember, I'm looking at 20 fucking years. Right, <laughs> looking at twenty years, I cannot believe I was so stupid. Right? And he was like, "Yeah, kid." So he pulls out the deal, right? And he was like, "All right, so what they're offering you is thirty-six months, right?" Now, just see that. Hear me out before I get to, before you get to think. Thirty-six. First off, I didn't know how much time thirty-six months was. It's like thirty-six months, but it was less than twenty years. He was like, "They're offering you thirty-six months. They're offering you AIP boot camp." And so you get a 36-month sentence, you'll go up to intake, you'll end up at boot camp. You could be out in six months, kid. I went from 20 years to six months. 20 years to six months if I got AIP. Now, the AIP, you have to be approved to it. AIP's Alternative Incarceration Program, which was here in Oregon in the 90s, was Summit, which was the boot camp program. Right, and boot camp was basically just a military program with drug treatment, etc., etc. It was actually pretty dope, but you had to be accepted into the boot camp to the AIP. So, anyways, man, I went from 20 years to six months. Now, the 36 month deal that I was getting ready to sign that was all schematics because my lawyer just said I was going to do six months, I'm going to go to boot camp. Right, so you know what I did? I signed the first deal the very first one signed away three years that fucker sent me to prison for three years when i should have just got nothing honestly like to this day i don't think i should have been charged with that shit like i had the key to that house it was how yeah we were fucked up yeah we ate all their food but we ain't steal i guess technically we stole their food yeah we ran up their cable uh but man we were just kids partying right that fucker gave us a key. Like, we didn't break into this house, right? We were told we could be there. I shouldn't have even went to prison for that shit. But that yeah, fucker, I signed that deal for 36 months. And um, I go back to go back to the tank. And I don't remember what that old con's name was. But he looked at me. He was like, so what are they saying, kid? And I was like, oh, I'm going to the boot camp. He was like, yeah, I told you you'd get the boot camp uh, if you went to prison. But you should hold out. You should hold out. You're going to end up in probation. What's he know, right? He's just a jailhouse lawyer. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I ended up in uh, classification with a dude that's twice my age. He's got 11 burglaries, right? He had literally 11 burglaries and some drug charges, and he got 13 months. I got fucking three times as much as this cocksucker, and I was a first-time offender. That's what my public defender did for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God, I can't believe how fucking stupid I was. Right? But anyways, uh, so let's get on to the plea bargain process. Uh, yeah, we can do that right now. So if you're guilty, 
the plea bargain process is 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 definitely the avenue you want to go if you're guilty and you know they can prove you guilty which with the public defender chances of you getting proved guilty are very likely and again it's not a crack on them it's just they don't have the resources to defend you man they can't hire investigators they 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 don't have the time and they don't have the money and that's what it takes to win cases is money you ever notice you these super rich people they always win well, that's because they got a super dynamic legal team and they just fucking drown them with motions and memorandums and arguments. God. Anyways, so I read my discovery. My public defender and I are on the same page. Now, my personal strategy is I like to be a pain in the ass to the district attorney. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to file a motion to change venue. And there's no legal ground. There's no reason for me to change venue, and that shit's going to be denied. And then I'm going to file a motion to challenge my criminal history. Even if my criminal history is accurate, I'm going to challenge it. Right? And that's going to be denied. My criminal history is accurate. Right? And I'm just going to file motions. What's going to happen is either they're A, going to try to do what's called like a time bomb order to where they do all motions on the day of trial. Or B, they're going to get fucking fed up. And they're going to be like, hey, look, man, we're going to give this kid 32 months. Let's give this guy 15 months. Here, have him tell him to take, right? So now your public defender's not going to like this because they don't believe uh, it's ethical to file um, unnecessary motions. And plus, it's more work for them. So I do it myself. I always send a motion to the clerk of the court, to the district attorney, and to my lawyer. I handwrite them myself. I send them all to myself. My lawyer's pissed off. They always come a couple days after the motion gets to the court. They're at my fucking visiting, talking about, I need to stop this bullshit. Mm-hmm. This bullshit's the reason I'm not in the penitentiary right now, by the way. Anyways, so the plea bargain comes like this. If the feds come to you with a plea bargain, it is common knowledge to take the first deal. I don't know. That's just what everybody tells me. I'll tell you a story about this. I had a friend. And the feds came to him. And they came to him with 12 years. And he said, 12 years? Fuck that. I'm not taking no 12-year deal. So I told him to take the deal back. His next deal was for 14 years. And he said, 14 years? What happened to the 12? And they said, well, you didn't want the 12. So we thought you wanted more time. And his ass took a deal for 14 when he could have took it to, uh, for 12. And they told him, he said, hey, we come back, the next deal's going to be for 20. And he took the 14. He should have took the 12. So, I don't know. I hear that uh, you should always take the first deal for the feds. Now, in the state, you never take the first deal. Okay? Never. The first deal is always the piece of shit deal. And your lawyer's going to come talking about, this is the best deal. They're not going to offer no more deals. Every single deal I've ever been offered was the last deal. And I'm like, I'm not taking it. Fuck it, we're going to trial. I've already established myself as a pain in the ass. So going to trial, they believe it. They want to believe that you'll probably go to trial. Uh, trials are expensive. And depending on what your case is, they're not going to want to spend the money on it. Now, if they're looking at like giving you a trillion fucking years for like a... You know, robbery, kidnap, motherfucking possession of firearm charge. Yeah, you you don't want to take that shit to the box. Your deal is going to be about a 15 piece. Um, other than that, man, you want to go ahead and let them know, hey, I ain't scared of the box. Uh, so if you're an old con, you know not to take the first deal. OK, 
okay? I usually don't take the second or the third one. I usually wait until the close to the day of trial where they'll offer me a deal. I've heard about people getting deals on the day of trial. Uh, I've never got a deal on the day of trial. So don't ever take the first deal, second deal, or third deal in the state. Now, if you're a first-time offender on a low-level crime like possession, do not take a deal. They'll come to you and be like, here, take this deal. They're, you know, you got six months of drug court, some community service, and you get out today, right now. We're going to let you out. They do that shit, so you sign it. Because what that is is a conviction. So later... That stacks against you. So now you have two convictions. So you have three. You know, so the first couple of times you're going to, the deal is going to be to get out of jail right now. And you're going to be so fucking miserable in there that you're going to want to get out. All right. You miss your girlfriend. You're tired of eating the food. You hate it in there. And so you're going to take this deal. And that deal is going to be a conviction on your record. That conviction on your record is the nail in your coffin later. So if you're a first time offender, don't take no fucking deals. Man, I wish I could have go back. I wish I could go back. And I'd have took that shit all the way to trial. Because still, as a first-time offender taking a burglary to trial, I still would have only got probation. Maybe would have got 12, 13 months in the penitentiary. Right? So as a first-time offender, low level, don't take the deal. Go all the way to trial. Right? You don't want that conviction on your record. You want to keep convictions off your record. Right now, I have so many fucking convictions on my record that if I fucking sneeze and somebody gets sick, they'll probably charge me with assault. <laughs> right? And that's because I took unnecessary deals just to get out of the penitentiary. Right? And here's another thing to consider on your indictment. Uh, and you need to argue this with your public defender. You need to have your public. Part of the, what I want is these cases dropped. I'll plead to this, but they got to drop everything else. So I don't know how, um, like, you know, Louisiana does it and shit. But here in Oregon, you are multiply charged and multiply convicted for the same crime. So let me give you an example. Uh, let's say, uh, oh, let's do a robbery, right? But let's make it uh, not a gun type robbery. Let's make it like a beer run robbery. Okay, so let's say you're 22, right, and you and your friends are, ran into 7-Eleven and you grabbed a case of beer and you were, everybody was running out with a case of beer. It was simple, you know, petty theft, uh, shoplift type thing. No big deal, except when you come running through there, you're, the store clerk is standing in the way and you bump the store clerk, you push the store clerk out of the way. Now that shoplifting, guess what that comes? That becomes a robbery. That becomes a robbery too now. So now, instead of looking at like some community service, you're looking at five years, ten months in the penitentiary. So here we go. That's the scenario. You ran in. You bumped the guy. You knocked him down. There was four other people in the 7-Eleven at the time of this robbery. So now you have a robbery for bumping the guy and then you catch a robbery for the four other people that were in there now let's say that you ended up shoving this guy out the door so you could get out right now guess what that becomes that becomes a kidnapping now see robbery and kidnapping are qualitatively different harms so in theory they could give you five years ten months for the robbery and five years ten months for the kidnap 
so a crime spree in Oregon is a continuous, uninterrupted course of criminal conduct with the same criminal objective. Damn, I got that shit memorized. Steel, and it's been, it's been years. So, how they do it, and it's it's, it's uh, by time, place, and location. So, what happened is it's continuous uninterrupted course of criminal conduct with the same criminal objective so they'll say that the criminal objective for the robbery was to get the beer but the criminal objective for the kidnapping was to move the man without him wanting to be moved rather they they uh they take this shit to the point of absurdity i'm telling you they interpret law to the point of absurdity and if you don't have a lawyer to fight their absurdity your ass is fucked so here you are you're a young kid you stole a case of beer, and now you're going to prison for 15 years. Okay, because what they'll do is they'll multiply charge, and they'll multiply convict. So now you have a robbery for every single person in there. And because there's a new person, so there's four people in the 7-Eleven, not only did you get a robbery for the clerk and a kidnap for the clerk that you pushed out of the way, but you also have a, a robbery charge for the four people that were in there. So now you're looking at 70 months, 70 months, 70 months, 70 months, 70 months. You're looking at 350 months in prison for grabbing a case of beer. And Oregon likes to do that shit. So what you need to do is tell your public defender, hey, look, all right, I'm not going to take the rob. I'll take a rob three, right? Um, because I did make contact, but it's more of a purse snatch than it is a violent robbery. So let, let's do a rob three, but they have to drop all the other robberies, all the other harassments. They have to drop all that shit. So you only get one conviction. Okay. Because what will happen is they'll say, all right, here's what we'll do. We'll give you two rob three. You know, we dropped this. We'll drop it out of the measure 11. We'll give you the rob three, and then we'll give you harassment, and you know you got to plead to four or five different things, okay? Uh, and they keep those convictions on your record. Do not fall for that shit. No, uh, no, I did the rob three, okay? It was a beer dash gone wrong. I did the rob three. I'll take twenty six months for it, and uh, no other charges. And that seems like a lot of time for for a beer run but i know a kid in prison right now doing 11 years for a beer run true fucking story and he did 11 years for a beer run because when he pushed the dude he fell down and sprained his ankle so then he also had an assault charge and the da argued qualitatively different harm he said the robbery stealing the beer was one charge the kidnap was one charge and the assault was one charge they were all qualitatively different so they ran all that shit wild on him so Let's recap real quick before I close out of here. Okay. One, always read the discovery before you talk to the public defender. Two, know that you're not the only case on the public defender's caseload. So be polite and courteous of their time. They'll help you more. Three, never take the first deal. Not in the state. Maybe in the feds, but not in the state. Four, make sure that when you do take your plea bargain that you're only pleading to one charge not 400 of them okay anyways man follow me on twitter uh, at lawyer jailhouse if you have any questions man ask me right you got a loved one that's you know doing some time you know you need some need some advice ask me you got a loved one facing some time ask me i cannot give you legal advice but i can tell you what i would have done or have done or know of people who have done 
the same thing in similar circumstances. Believe me, your case isn't nothing that I haven't seen before, right? You are not uh, some entity of criminal that has morphed into a new beginning, right? We're all... Like, that's why the police are so fucking smart, man. It's because they've already seen it a hundred times. Your shit ain't brand new. So chances are I've seen your shit too. You got any questions, just hit me up. Now, I can't give you legal advice. I'm going to tell you that right now. But this is what I would have done. Hit me up on Twitter at Lawyer Jailhouse. Anyways, man, have a great day. Um, I hope that uh, you guys make a lot of money today. Be smart. Always know the rules to the game that you're playing before you play it. Follow me on Twitter at Lawyer Jailhouse.